If you are someone who struggles with an online gambling addiction, please take advantage of Gamban. Gamban is blocking software that will block gambling websites and gambling apps from your phone, your tablet, and your computer. Please go to Gamban.com for more information. And if you are in the UK, please take advantage of TalkBand Stop. Today's podcast is brought to you by KindBridge, the world's first virtual clinic dedicated to better outcomes for gamblers and gamers. If you're currently struggling with a gambling or gaming problem and you need to speak to a gambling or gaming specialist, check out KindBridge.com. KindBridge has specialists across most of the U.S. and their network is constantly growing. So keep up with them on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn for updates. KindBridge.com. Hello and welcome to All In The Addicted Gamblers Podcast. My name is Brian and I haven't placed a bet since July of 2014. And with me today is Jade Vallis from London. Jade is a fellow gambler in recovery and she is here to talk about uh, what happened with her gambling and more. Jade, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I've, 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 I've watched you work from, from afar on Twitter for quite a while and I don't know why it hasn't yes. on me to ask you this before. So I'm glad you're here to talk. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, glad to uh, have someone to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> Jade, would you tell everybody what you gambled on and when your gambling started? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so for me, it started in October, the end of October 2018. Um, and I was pretty much hooked the first time on online slots. Um, yeah, just took over, totally took control. What, so you didn't start gambling till October of 2019? Uh, 2018, sorry, yeah. 2018? And I'd never, ever gambled before, and it was just literally, I opened an account, I saw an advert for, like, you put in a £5, and they put in £10, and that was it. And, yeah. Well, you, I mean, you live in London, so you're surrounded by gambling. You must have seen ads before. What made you use, you know, what made that ad um, I haven't got a clue to be honest. I wish I knew. Oh. <laughs> so I could warn other people, but um I think I just my daughter started secondary school. I was feeling quite sort of lost. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't working, I didn't really know what to do with myself. Um, you know, even getting up and taking my daughter to school was something to get up for. And I think I just where she had started secondary school and wanted to walk with her friends, you know, I didn't even have to get up and get ready and start my day early in the morning so I just I felt a little bit lost and a little bit sort of like I was just I don't know didn't know what to do with myself and so yeah I just started gambling <laughs> and from there did you how quickly did you gamble again did when did you start to notice wow I'm doing this a lot um probably so the first time I gambled was actually um I bought a bingo ticket for 20p and I won £450. Um, that was with that £5 and the £10 free. Um, and on the side of the screen, there was like a, a little tab where slots, you could play slots while you're waiting for the new bingo game to start. So um, when the money was in my account, I clicked on these slots and it was higher or lower. And for like a pound, I think the return was £50 if you got it correct, like higher or lower. And um, I got it up to like two and a half thousand pound and then I lost it within like two days and I just felt so gutted because to me a two and a half thousand pound was a lot of money still is and I felt you know really stupid that I'd lost all this money I thought you know this could could have put me in on holiday or you know anything so I was just from that moment I think I just I was constantly chasing that that yeah. money and you know it just went from there, really. It's probably the first first time I ever ever gambled in my life, you know. <laughs> what is your? Uh, can you describe your family? I, I, <laughs> that's a weird way to ask that. Would you just talk about your life and you have kids and a husband? Yeah. So I, I, um, me and my husband have been together since I was sixteen. He was seventeen. Uh, we've been married for sixteen years. Really happily married. Um, I had my son when I was 18 and my daughter um, two years later, so I would have been 20. Um, yeah, and we just, you know, we struggled. We were a young family. My husband was working as a mechanic in a garage, started his own business. Um, and in the beginning, things were a bit tough. Um, we got moved out of our temporary accommodation at the time 
into our house uh, 2014. And all at the same time, my son was being diagnosed with um, ADHD. Mm. And, but the primary school he was at weren't taking it very seriously. Um, they weren't helping me and I was having to fight just to get him to be seen by doctors and stuff. And it did take quite a bit of a toll on my mental health because I'd always been quite a confident mum. And then to have someone say, it's because you're a young mum or it's because something must be going on at home and that's why he's being naughty at school. It was like, you know, put a little seed of doubt, doubt into my head. And from then on, I sort of, I don't know, I just, I think I was probably quite depressed actually by the time I did start gambling. Um, but yeah, just, did I didn't you, know at the time that gambling and depression weren't a very good mix. Uh, <laughs> I wish yeah, I did. I, I realized years later, I, I gambled a lot out of loneliness, but I didn't yeah. think I was lonely, but every time I, not every time, but I, I went to the casino a lot to be around people, but not right next to them. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed that people were there, Yeah. but I didn't want to talk to them. I just wanted to know that they were there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, because as well, I, I used the site um, that had like chat at the bottom of the screen. And so during the day, there were quite a lot of other parents, like mums on there as well. And so um, while you were playing the slots, you could have a conversation with people. And so it was almost, and I think, yeah, that was probably part of it, really. It was almost like, yeah, I'm feeling quite down. I'm feeling quite lonely. I'll go on here and I'll chat to these people. And Did maybe you become friendly? Money. Where you recognized people when you were on there? Um, it wasn't like you could see see who was talking, but obviously, um, and we'd all have usernames and stuff, so it weren't like you'd make friends, but it was just, you know, while you were sort of putting I've placing bets that. and stuff, you was having chats, so you weren't even really watching what, do you know what I mean, the money that you were losing and stuff like that. You weren't really sort of concentrating on that. You was more talking to people and, yeah. Do you, do you think the intention when they made it was to create a social atmosphere or do you think they specifically did it like well if they're talking they're not going to notice when they press that button yeah a hundred percent um i think you know I, I saw while i was on this particular site um if anybody sort of moaned about the fact that they were losing or um that things weren't going their way they'd either um say to them you need to stop being negative and otherwise you're going to be blocked from the chat for the day or they would, or other people that were spending their own money would, would jump on that person's back and say, why are you being so negative, this bad vibes? And, you know, it was like, it was quite interesting when I think back about it. But, yeah, it was, um, yeah, you could never say, oh, I've lost £300 this week, blah, blah, blah. So people would actually have a go at you. And you'd have, like, a person that was sort of the head of the chat room that mm. worked for for the company and they would they would literally just kick people out if they were saying negative things about how much they had lost that week or day or etc <laughs> so goodness yeah um how, how did the money work did did it take take it out of your bank account i mean was it just a uh, withdrawal from your bank account right into the app yeah so whenever i um signed up for i had probably 20 30 different accounts with different companies um on you know like when you go you keep the track of store. usernames yeah um well I always use the same one I know you shouldn't but I do <laughs> um and so yeah I'd always um set it up with my PayPal account and it'd either come off um my debit card or if winnings went into my PayPal account I'd use use my winnings off of there you know so, so but could... I got around the credit card ban as well doing uh, pal, blah, blah, PayPal. Um, that was by doing it through that yeah yeah <laughs> that's sad to hear that yeah um, I know. yeah don't do it people <laughs> i you know if if i hadn't been able to use my credit card i would have been maxed out at at the most my bank account would have been negative 600 because every now and then you know you could on my debit card yeah. from my checking account you could i could over withdraw it twice and so i could get to mm -hmm. about negative 600 dollars. yeah but the credit card, that endless supply, well, wasn't too endless. My credit wasn't great, but the, that, you know, there was only so much room on the credit card, but it was always there and they weren't afraid to give you more. So I, no, that's a scary one. That credit cards now on an app, your game, your gambling scares me because that's what I would, I was a slot player, but I was playing in the casino. 
Yeah. You were playing on apps and I loved the slot. I was just, it got to me, the slot machines. I love the lights and the sound, everything. And yeah, that was on my phone right now. I don't, I don't it, honestly, Jade, I don't know how you stopped because that seems to be the most addictive thing I could think of is online. Yeah. So I obviously GamStop has been a lifesaver for me. Um, oh, good to hear. I, yeah. That self excludes from all of the, you so you put in your email address and any uh, registered company like betting companies in the UK, it will um, self exclude you from them sites. But you, you've got obviously there's an element of being honest about your email addresses because some I, people might have ten email addresses yeah. and only put in the one. Um, but yeah, so but at the time when I I had signed up for it, um, I was ready to stop. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. Like you know, it was like it was going to kill me like, keeping on gambling, um, or I would have ended up divorced or homeless. <laughs> like it got you know so bad so. I was That's done. I was rock bottom by then. It's it's impressive to me that you so quickly recognized that you shouldn't be gambling because it was so intense to it and yeah and traumatic like the whole experience. I can't like I know really bad things happened for that three years that period of time, but my brain doesn't go there. So I've I get little flashbacks of memories of things that were really bad that I have to write down really quickly because. One when I remember them, that that's it. It will go out of my memory. My memory's really, really been affected by gambling, by you know the online, the slots, and that's the way they're designed as well. You know, to be be addictive like that. It's just it took over everything. I weren't getting up. I weren't getting dressed. I weren't doing any housework. I weren't going out. You know, I'd make plans for people. I'd cancel them the next day. You know, people would text me and I wouldn't answer them back. People would phone me and I'd cancel the call because I was too busy gambling on on my phone. You know, would you gamble? I'm, would you gamble at night while your family's around you? Would you do that? I'd gamble while my husband was asleep next to me in the bed. And I'd put the cover over my head and I'd have my phone. That's what I mean because the you know, I think in British culture it's always been seen as a fun pastime you know, going to the arcade at the seaside and all of that kind of thing. And this is where it's got so dangerous now because your phone, you can ultimately have a password so nobody knows what you're doing. And if you carry your phone around with you all the time or it's next to you while you're asleep, wake up at two o'clock in the morning, it takes two seconds to log on. It takes two seconds to put money on the account if if the money's in, you know, if the money's there. Um, and yeah, you can keep it all hidden away and it's, I think that's where it's got so dangerous for people and it's started to really, you know, it's, it is so dangerous and it's all cashless as well. So you don't, you don't realize, you know, you could deposit three, four, five times during just the night and you don't even sort of realize yeah. it don't sort of register with you that it's, you know, this is 30 pounds. You know, we're talking about free banknotes. We're talking about 30 pound coins. It's like, it doesn't register with your brain. It's, it is dangerous, definitely. When you stopped, did you did you run into any um, problems getting self excluded or finding recovery? Was there anything where you like, I'm just trying to get help. I need help. Why won't you help me? Or was it all readily available for you? Um, so obviously, I was rock bottom, and I knew I needed to stop. I was self harming. I was having suicidal thoughts every day. I was I, I was thinking like. You know, either I'm going to win some money and I'm just going to leave my, you know, kids and my husband because they don't deserve what I'm doing to them, or and just, you know, run away, which I probably wouldn't have ever done. But just, yeah, it was always going through my head and suicidal all the time, literally every day, probably hourly. Sometimes I was just trying to think of ways to do it. I'm not very brave, so <laughs> I was trying, yeah, just trying to think of ways to, you know end it all with without you know hurting myself because <laughs> I'm not very brave but just yeah it was just it was really really consuming and just awful it's horrible I, I I understand what you mean I I I had thoughts of harming myself in a way of well let me just crash this car I'm in the car I'll just crash yeah. it and whatever happens happens I wasn't yeah because I, I, I'm the same way I was like I don't want to I don't want to end my life because that sounds painful. I don't know how to 
like that same yeah. sort of thought process. I'm that same way. And I, and I honestly, I just, I don't think I ever really wanted to end my life. I just wanted no. to be out of that situation, that yeah. desperation. Definitely. Uh, so you were thinking of an easier way than confronting the problem than telling your family? Yeah, yeah definitely. Just because I just, I thought, you know, because of this sort of the narrative of when the fun stops, stop, you know, and the fun's exaggerated, um, you think, well, if everybody else can bet or everybody else can gamble, what what's the matter with me? You know, I'd never gambled before in my life. I'd never bought a scratch card, lottery ticket, anything. My husband had bought the odd, you know, scratch card, but I hadn't gambled. And it was just this, this one encounter with this bingo card. And to be honest with you, I'm not even sure if it was a coincidence that I've won the, four and the full house on that first 20p ticket or not. But, you know, it was my first experience of having that kind of money in such a small space, you know, yeah. a short space of time. Oh, I won. Um, my first time I won and it wasn't a lot, but I won. And that feeling of I worked all day to get this amount of money at my job. Yeah, of course. Why don't I just... Yeah. Some of that played into why I gambled too. I was like, well, this seems like an easier way to make money. And I don't even have to make a lot of money. I just have to make enough to cover my yeah. job and I could quit. Yeah. And you always sort of explain it to yourself in a way that's appealing, didn't you? You know, in your head. So I'm a smoker. And if I, um, you know, I had 10 pounds in my account, because that was what it got down to. It was pennies, you know, it was down to the last pound. And I'd, uh, instead of buying cigarettes and, you know, I'm, properly addicted to cigarettes like instead of buy, going and buying cigarettes I'd put it in online like on my account and, and gamble with it hoping I'd think oh if I win 20 pound then I'm better off you know but ultimately I lost and most of the time I did <laughs> and yeah. yeah what was the withdrawal process like did you ever make a withdrawal from the gambling sites was it easy or was it difficult uh Yes, yeah, so you had just mentioned the cigarettes, which made me think about it. Mm, if you did win, yes. how quickly could you get that money back out to use? Yeah, so there, there was one site that I found, which was literally instant. Um, there was another site that was wasn't. It'd take a couple of days, and I remember. And then you could cancel the withdrawal, put the money back in your account, and then keep doing it like that, and it'd restart the process. But this one um, one company that I found. It was practically instant. I think I had to show ID or whatever for the first like five hundred pound withdrawal, and then after that, once they had the ID, it was yeah instant. So you know, and and at times I won, I won money, but and I and I withdrew it. But most of the time, I'd owe it back into my bank account so that my husband didn't find out what I've been doing, or back into my savings account because we we were saving to go away on holiday. And I was slowly dwindling that way. Um, or I'd owe it to my mum or my dad. You know, it was never, oh, I've won this much and it's all mine. It was it was most of the time it was owed back out anyway, just yeah. so that people didn't actually find out what, what was going on. So, so when they when they did find out, how did everybody react to you? Do your kids um, are your kids aware of what you went through? What you yeah they are they're older so my son's 17 and my daughter's 14 um and they know the majority of it some of the stuff I don't obviously speak to them about um and yeah I think they're sort of glad that I'm not gambling because the the sort of atmosphere in the house between me and my husband because he couldn't work out what was going on between like with money he was working six days a week you know from seven in the morning till eight o'clock at night most of the time on his own and you know earning quite good money and thinking well hang on the washing machine's banging you know we can't even replace the washing machine or I can't go and get diesel because there's no money and we're overdrawn and how's this happening um so we were always arguing and so I think they, they're yeah pleased that when I'm not and we're not arguing we're in so much of a better place than we were but yeah and my mum and my mum sort of had a suspicions that something was going on because I was constantly asking her to borrow money, and um, yeah, and she yeah like she said um, like all the stuff that I've done on Twitter, the blogs and stuff that I've written, she's read and stuff like that, and she's you know she told me she was proud of me, so that was like yes, <laughs> um, yeah. We'll talk about you know. that. What, 
why go down this road and and talk about your story and tell your story? Why do all that? Why not just, you know what, I'm in recovery. I don't want to talk about it any longer. Why are you going? Because I know the pain and the just the thoughts of like self-loathing. Um, you know, I hate myself for what I was doing to my family, but I couldn't stop myself at the same time. And just I don't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. I really wouldn't. And so, you know, and the feeling of when the fun stops stops, it makes you feel like you there's something wrong with you in particular, like everyone else can bet and you know, or gamble or whatever, and suppose there must be something wrong with me. Why can't I stop when the fun stops? You know, it stopped ages ago. Why am I still doing this to myself? Um, and yeah, and as well, I think there's a lot of stigma around gambling or, you know, betting and sort of bookmakers, sports and stuff. It's very sort of male orientated. And I think women are just as hurt by gambling as men, and especially with the online aspect of it. Um, so yeah, I just want to make other women aware that they don't have to do it alone. You know, there's nothing wrong with them. It's not something that they're that is you know wrong with them. It's happening to a lot of other people, and you know, yeah. And I, it says right on your on your Twitter, uh, raising awareness <laughs> for females with gambling disorder, which yeah. I, I think is incredible. We we had um we've done the gambling got the girls six episodes with Danielle and Tiffany the podcast over and did their own thing for for six episodes and yeah more people listen to those episodes than the episodes around it okay i mean it's not a big pool but that tells me that there's a need for female voices like yourself to go out there and talk about this and raise the awareness so bravo to you for doing it because i I think you're feeling a huge need and I, i hope there's more people like you yeah i mean i've been on twitter for just under a year and even now there's only three or four women on there talking about gambling addiction at the moment um you know I got a message all the way from um Zambia in is it Zambia in Africa yeah yeah um just from this woman saying that you know I read your posts and stuff like that they're really inspirational um it makes me think that you know my future can be brighter and stuff like that and I was like whoa you know all the way from Africa that's wonderful that blew my mind but yeah um I always say my DMs are open if anyone needs support. Um, I'd happily have a chat with anyone, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, yeah, and, I, you know, I've got a few people that I sort of do speak to quite often that have um, stopped gambling. And, yeah, just it's just having a chat with someone who sort of knows roughly what you're going through, isn't it, I think. What have you done for yourself for your own recovery? How do you stay away from betting? Um, and, obviously, and please share about the app that you mentioned as well, because I want to talk okay. about that. Yeah, so the app, the app's called Gambling Addiction Calendar, which is on the App Store, um, and it Gambling it, Addiction it, Calendar. Yeah, um, and uh, it was just something that I came across when um, I was, you know, putting the GamStop stuff in place to self-exclude, um, and you put in the start date and you put in roughly what you would spend a day. Um, mine's based on £50 a day and it it's calculates it but it also um, you could put in the, the amount of time that you would spend gambling and so over just over a year I think I've saved like 48 days worth of hours and oh, wow. um, just over £20,000 and yeah I'm on 410 days or something but it's just nice to because I forget about it I forget it's on my phone and then I'll go and have a look and I'll be like oh you know another 100 days are off or so yeah it's quite nice to just look back on does it fill you with that good feeling that gambling filled you with or not even close or um no but my memory is just completely ruined um my dad's irish so i always thank him for his memory anyway um is that why mine's ruined? Because I have Irish ancestors? Yeah, definitely. My dad, if he I can't sleeps, remember you know, if something happens and then he goes to sleep, he won't remember it. <laughs> He's literally that bad. And I'm, yeah, blessed with the Irish memory. So um, my memory has never been great anyway. But even from since I stopped gambling, it's just my brain sometimes, I just feel like it ain't working sometimes, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah. I agree with you. I, I've been... Yeah so bad and i don't know if it was just this last year and a half or what but before that my memory was never great but the last year and a half has killed my memory to where something happened three days ago Mm. 
and then I get asked about it and I say, I don't remember saying that. I don't remember doing that. It's very Yeah, strange. I think it's um something to do like with the slots. I think this the flashing lights and all of that and We've what it does hypnotized. to your brain. Yeah. I just sometimes I feel like I'm walking around in a daze and I can't organize anything if so like say for today, I've been up since five, but I literally got in the bath at two o'clock, quickly dried my hair, rushed around like a lunatic for the last 10 minutes and then but I've, I've been up all day but I just if I've got something going on I'll just stop myself from actually getting ready and doing what I need to do so I'm always normally I'm always late but yeah just you got up at five sorry you got up yeah, at I've five got, yeah. yeah my Is sleep's really bad no usually I used to sleep like a baby and since gambling I always wake up like in the middle of the night and can't just can't get back to sleep I don't know do you think it's because you used to wake up and gamble? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just, yeah, so I don't sleep very well at the moment. Um, oh. But yeah. You got to get good sleep. I know, yeah. I, I wish I did because I used to. Like, honestly, nothing could wake me up once I was asleep. Um, but yeah, since gambling, um, it's been ruined. <laughs> so what is the... Are obvi- obviously I'm in the US. Yeah. And we are just getting a lot of online gambling and sports betting. Uh, so we're just getting a taste of what you've had for a very long time. Yeah. In the UK, as far as gambling and mm. the amount of gambling and advertising, we're just getting this. Uh, yeah. What can you tell us about what we should look for or how we can put a stop to this now? How we can get to where you are, but much sooner than it took your country to get to where it is um i just think the, the amount of ads you know the aspect of it being normalized for children is just a big no-no um you know at the moment we've got the euros the football and since since that started even twitter um the the amount of adverts have been amped up so you know so much you know i was walking down the high street and there's like probably 14 or 15 different bookmakers, different companies. And on like a, a billboard thing, there's like an ad for um, Paddy365 and it's in the middle of the high street where kids are walking up and down and it's on the side of buses and there's just no need for it. Kids don't need to be seeing this stuff. Like, you know, it's not, I think that that needs to stop 100%. I don't like the it's yeah definitely is you have and, a lot. You know, targeting certain certain sort of you know females making it all seem so fun they never show that it can be really bad you know it can destroy your life and yeah you know I don't like it's not honest is it it's not just you're going to the beach and putting some two peas in a machine it's so much worse than that was that a reference to the arcade yeah yeah can you did you go to these can you describe the arcade i'm always fascinated whenever i talk to somebody i think alex may have been the first person to mention an arcade to me on here and i had no idea what it was so it kind of went over my head when he mentioned it but i you i said you were gambling in this arcade and not (laughs) not just for tickets but he said for money there were machines that you could win money so could you just talk about the arcade because it's always fascinating yeah so you you just get literally two p coins and you just put them into the slot and it co- rolls down this little uh, little thing and then it hits um, the back of the thing and then the coin flips over and it'll push the other coins. And it's so it's moving backwards and forwards all the time. And it depends where the penny sort of drops almost and it'll um, knock some more pe- two peas off to the next stage and then knock some more off and then they go into the, the little thing at the bottom. It's, yeah. But... <laughs> It used to be like a treat, I think, for, you know, to go to the seaside and spend a weekend at the seaside. You know, you go to an arcade and you'd probably put, what, a pound in or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe win some money, maybe not, but it weren't the end of the world. But now it's moved online. Like the industry needs to catch up with the safety aspect of it to keep people safe. People are killing themselves over it, you know, over gambling addictions. And that's not right. Yeah. And at least, I mean, sounds like, sounds like Great Britain does a good job of tracking that, um, at least from the gambling with lives perspective, where they, it said it's one per day. 
Um, yeah, I think it might even be two, maybe six hundred and fifty a year or something like that. Um, I'm not too sure on the numbers, but yeah, gambling with lives are an amazing, amazing uh, charity. Gamlearn as well. That's another. Did you use Gamban? Sorry. Did you use Gamban? No, I didn't because I couldn't get it to work on my phone, iPhone. There's, a pro- there, I think there was something wrong, like. I don't know. I'm not a technical person, but I didn't. So I used um, Gamstop is the one that I used. To, um, and that was self-exclusion, but you didn't, so yeah. you didn't block the software. But it sounds like, I mean, it's no. been over a year now. So you're in a good, yeah. you're yeah, in a much better place than you were and don't feel like you need the blocking aspect. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I self-excluded for the maximum of five years. And I, and I have heard that there's, you know, people find ways around it using different people's, uh, cards or whatever but I don't want to know about that I don't even want to look into that because once that as- that aspect of it's taken you know I don't know I can't trust myself to not take advantage so I don't ever want to listen to that and I won't listen to it I'd you know put my fingers in my ears yeah. if I had to you know but yeah there was a few other little things that I did I thought I found the more little things that I put in place the easier it was all around so like for instance during the day I'd leave my phone in a different room so that I weren't constantly checking my phone yeah um you know my husband took over finances not took over we'd sit and go through all the bills pay the bills together and it gave him peace of mind which was the most important thing and then I knew things were being paid and all the pressure weren't on me to do it if you know what I mean he works damn hard his body is ruined by it's such a manual job but he works he he doesn't work on cars as much anymore it's more commercial vehicles and lorries and he does it by himself and you know it does take its toll on him on his body he still gets up and does it every day I don't think he's had a day off sick for probably five years something like that you know so yeah he's a hard working person yeah I just feel feel bad like I wish I never never ever did it but I did. And to be honest with you, it's I think sometimes in life you need these little challenges and to sort of realise what you've got and, you know, make yourself better, didn't you? You know, like tests almost. I mean, it sounds like, do you feel like now, you know, before you were sort of your daughter went to primary school and you were like, what do, what am I going to, you know, what? how does this affect yeah. me now? And then gambling got into there, but now you've sort of found your voice in advocacy and recovery and talking about your story. So do you feel like this is, you found your purpose now and you enjoy this aspect of it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Even though you had to go through what you went through to to get here, but. Yeah. Yeah. But even if you help one person, it makes your own pain sort of almost bearable, doesn't it? You know, like your, your own trauma, you could deal with it if you've sort of made, made another family not have to go through that you know like one of the guys that I'm helping he's got you know two young boys and you know he hasn't gambled now for um one and a half months and he thanks me like literally every day and I'm like you don't have to say thank you like you me helping you helps me like you know I'm glad that we've sort of met and been able to well maybe him saying thank you is his recovery and he says when I say thank you I count a day and he's like, I'm, I'm so blessed going through the Euros and not putting a bet on any football or anything like that. And I said, well, if you can get through the Euros and not bet, then, you know, you, you, you can tell, you know, you can see that you don't have to ever do it again, really. You know, it's quite a big competition in the UK. How big of a sporting event is the Euros? Can you, can you quantify it for, <laughs> for people yeah, like me um, who don't watch a lot of football? Probably the same sort of thing as a basketball tournament or, you know, like, but until bigger. they lose. until but bigger. Until, yeah. No, yeah, well, we're only a small little country, I suppose. <laughs> I'm, I, to be honest with you, I'm not really interested in it, but, you know, people are, and it is a massive deal to a lot of people. Yeah. For sure. So to not place a bet on it during this would be a big deal for somebody in recovery. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, so he's, he's chuffed that he's, well, he's really happy that he hasn't. And I said to him, you know, I tell him every time, you know, you're doing amazing. I'm really proud of you. And, you know, just think you your kids are young enough to not ever remember you, you know, being 
so immersed in gambling. So for me, that's like a massive thing, you know, to, yeah. to be able to support you in getting better that your kids are never ever going to see what my kids saw um, because of gambling, you know? So that that's just, yeah, makes it worth it. Have you done any uh, support groups? Is that an avenue that you would be interested in or not interested in? I'm talking to another female on uh, that I've met through Twitter, um, but she's her husband isn't very well at the moment. Um, but we're looking at um, setting something up. We just need to find out what we need to do to do it. But the, both of us agree that you know there is a gap where it comes to uh, support groups for women that aren't industry funded. You know, um, yeah, something that's done. You know, run by people with lived experience. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, so we are looking into it and it's something that we're both really passionate about and want to do. But we just, you know, she's obviously got things going on that she needs to deal with first. And yeah. Yeah. Is there is there anything that the British government could do that would make you happier with what's going on with the gambling review? Where where would you like to see gambling? Because it, it's obviously legal and it's going to exist. But what do you think would be a fair medium between you know, from what you've learned, what you've seen, where where can we get yes. it so that gambling exists along with uh, people and everybody's safe from it? I think um, they, I think the government, not the government, but I think the companies know what they need to do. It's just they know that they're them what money they make is going to go down, and I think that's quite a sad reality of it is that they hold the key to stopping gambling harm but they just, the money overtakes that. And I think, um, yeah, I think get mean... rid of Michael Dewar or whatever his name is. <laughs> do you, um, but do you, do you mean, for instance, the take a rant, we'll, we'll go with $400 million lady bet three, yeah. six, five, because you're gambling online, they can see, well, Jade has spent $2,000 today. Yeah. Most people can't spend $2,000 in a day gambling. Absolutely. So bet three, six, five sees, well, Jade bet this much. Maybe we should check with Jade to make sure that she can bet this much. Are you saying that they, could, they can do that? They can, they can yeah. see where, where they see what yeah, the numbers are. They have Jade, the data. Why is Jade gambling at two o'clock in the morning? Why is Jade deposited three times at two, from two o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the morning? You know, things like that. They know what, they know exactly what transactions are going through you know i was depositing probably on a bad day eight nine ten times you know and it wasn't particularly massive amounts of money but it was you could see that it was eight hours straight throughout the day yeah and they know exactly that, that that's not right that's not normal and you know and at the end of the day they should be doing sorts of funds checks and if they'd have looked at at me, not me and my husband, because my husband was never registered with any of the sites. But if they'd have looked at my own financial records, they would have seen that I couldn't afford to to be depositing that much money that many times a day. They would have known that, but they didn't. So, yeah. you know, and it's that erratic behaviour, and it and you know, it's the difference between people going to prison and people not going to prison. Um, you know, if people are sort of committing crimes to fund their gambling that's that's you know they need to be doing the checks that they're supposed to do they need to do their jobs as simple as that you know and the government needs to make sure or the regulators need to make sure that they do it it's, it's that yeah. simple it's, it would seem that if the so for instance here if uh, if a local store sells the winning lotto ticket the store yeah. also gets a small cut for selling that right. lotto ticket even though okay. they're not the winner, but they sold the ticket. Yeah. So in a way, if if I commit a crime to finance my gambling and I'm using one of these regulated websites, if they don't check where my money's coming from, then and it's coming from an embezzled source or money I stole, then mm. maybe they should be a little culpable too and, and have some culpability in a criminal manner as well. So that way they'll check to make sure that that money isn't coming from a bad place an illegal source absolutely i think to just go back to that to the woman uh, from bet 365 if she's making over a million pound a day the figures speak for themselves and then people are you know like it just it, it none of it makes sense no 
it just it's wrong on so many levels you know people are killing themselves over gambling addiction it's simple as that you know and um i don't know if you you saw the channel four documentary about the football i am three-fourths um, of the way through it yes yeah so that did have you seen the bit with the the young guy who had taken his life have you seen that bit yet i don't want to ruin it for you his, his girlfriend and his mom were yeah. on there yes yeah. i did that was very sad and it was yeah that was the bit that got got to me as well and you know to be being hounded and have told companies he's taken his life he's committed suicide because you would not leave him alone but then to still be contacting this guy or this guy's email address and knowing that he's not there anymore that is just it's just unspeakable like you know when, when does it ever stop yeah they're going through so much pain because of a gambling addiction still and they will be for the rest of their lives and i just think you know can't the, the industry needs to be taking some accountability for for what the products that they're that are addictive by design you know yeah. at the end of the day that's what it is isn't it you know and i didn't um i just did a a course through uh gambling actually called addiction by design with um i can't remember his name matt matt something who works with the nhs anyway with the gambling clinic um and he liked some of the little videos that they were playing through this you know zoom meeting were mathematicians how they they uh set up all these games and stuff so they i think they just they know that how addictive they are and that they're designed to be that way they need to take some responsibility for what they're putting out you know they they need to simple yeah i i'm usually i was such a personal responsibility person at the beginning of yeah. all this but the more you talk to people and people like yourself some of the culpability does have to lie with the operator they just that i i agree with you like there's simple solutions they can take clearly jade you know credit scores can't credit gamble two thousand pounds a day like that's unsustainable we should probably investigate this oh look yeah. it's three in the morning and she's gambling we should probably investigate this or give it some attention yeah just look at the numbers just look at the data and all you got to do That's is check right. with the person and say hey can you really afford this and the person says i can i'm a millionaire and i can gamble all this money because i'm so rich then let them gamble but when yeah. it's brian and jade and we're like now nah, we really can't afford to gamble one or two thousand yeah. pounds or dollars per day like my electric's about to run out you know right. i've got no gas because like every time I, I gambled, I pictured a bill that I wasn't going to pay. Like it would yeah. go in my head from this column to this column. Yeah. And then that was the money I had to win so I could pay all these bills. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I, I definitely agree with you that there's some culpability. And I think that's and, something and that with America, these ads really. are just in disgusting and getting incessant here in America. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right well, on Twitter. Well, in the football, it's just, it's just been ramped up so much. And, you know, marketing, people know what they're selling. Yeah. And they know how to sell it. You know, that's why people get paid a lot of money. That's their job. And <laughs> they're not silly. And they know who to target. So they make it look like, you know, oh, yeah, we're, going, we're in a shop and we're gambling on our phone and it's so fun and everything's amazing. But at the end of the day, you're not. You're sat in your pyjamas. You've been sat there for four hours. You're gambling. You have the money you haven't got. That's the reality of it. Like, yeah. And that's where it's changed, I think, with the online apps and all this stuff like on your phone you can have it in your pocket you know walking up the road with it i walked into a lamppost once because i was gambling <laughs> do you know what i mean oh my i think my house could have burnt down around me and i would have still been gambling that's how bad it was like i'm not even gonna lie it was it was awful and traumatic and horrible yeah. horrible experience it really oh. was I'm I'm glad you're no longer in the throes of that, and I'm I'm thankful that you're a part of uh, this community. So uh, thank you, Jade, for what you do and what you say because it makes an impact on people, and you're an impressive person. So thank you so much for doing this, and thanks for joining. Thank you. It's been really really good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. It's Let's do good. it again. Um, my hope is that yeah, we can sure. get a, a group of people on and have a discussion because I I just think we need more warnings over here because we're not listening. We're not listening to what's going on in the UK. They are, they've got dollar bills stuck in their ears. <laughs> yeah, and so right now, everybody is fighting to get their market yeah. share. And so they're all offering ridiculous bonuses. There was an offer yesterday, and not a single person on Twitter, not that I have a big following, but not a single person on Twitter reacted. 
to a tweet I put out where on the local paper in Michigan was a DraftKings, which is an operator, um, ad, and they would match up to $20,000 of bonus. That's the bonus. But That's now, crazy. of course, once you get into the terms and conditions, you know, you have to spend yeah, a lot Yeah, you're never going to see it. Yeah. And you have to do it within a certain amount of time and you got to play. It's a ridiculous term, yeah. terms and conditions. Nobody cares. Nobody no. cares that somebody on the front page of the local paper said, we'll give you 20 grand if you give us a lot more than 20 grand. And it, the readership of that paper, most people, 90% can't afford that. So I don't know what the thought process is. Yeah, that's a crazy amount to be offering people, isn't it? Especially it's the most yeah, I've ever seen a bonus match. With all this coronavirus, people don't know what, you know, what lies ahead. People are panicking. Um, and, you know, it seems like, you know, it's never going to end. And so I think to just even be putting it out while this is all going on is just, that's just crazy, crazy. Not good at well, all. Like I said, we're not, nobody, you know, people have tunnel vision here and they don't want to know the harm that gambling causes. They just want to know mm. the money that it will produce for the state. Yeah, that's it. It's good for yeah. the economy. It creates jobs. But when it's online, does it really create a lot of jobs? I don't know. This is a completely... Well, I like, I like the bit in um, that Channel 4 documentary, actually, where they said that, the, you know, there was somebody saying that the, the government are addicted to the revenue that oh, gambling brings. It's, sure. it's absolutely true. But you have um, to wonder then what's... Like, eventually, we keep going down this road. Eventually, that tax money then runs out. We spent all that. So now you got to legalize something else to make money off of. And what's that going to be? What are we going to legalize? Yeah. Heroin and cocaine? Because I think that would be That's fair it. if we're going to legalize gambling in the way we have. Yeah. And if you've got, you know, kid-sized football shirts with whatever logo on it and, you know, kids are walking around with that, would you let a child walk around with a, a bottle of whiskey you wouldn't would you would you let a child walk around with a needle in its hand no not absolutely not and so you know just normalizing it around kids kids you know are growing up thinking that gambling's something that you have to do when sports are sports are on like you have to gamble because football's on and it's it's that's you know it takes everything out of you know the game their sort of who they look up to you know it's just it's just it's disgusting it's you know, should be happening at all. Yeah. No, not after the children. That's yeah, no, that's it. I don't get and yeah. I we could go on all day back and forth about oh, the industry and what happens. Yeah. Uh Jade, where can people find what you've written about your addiction? The blogs that I've written are on uh Gamvisory, um on Alex you know, on Alex Alex Macy's uh company's website. He's put them on there. Okay. Um yeah, I'll try to I'll try to link to them so people can find them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then what are you on Twitter so people can chat with you if um, they would like? At Jade underscore Vallis, um in small letters. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Jade, it's been a pleasure to speak with you and nice to meet you. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Yeah. Now, I always like meeting people because then on Twitter, I'm like, oh, this is this. It's no longer that little picture that you see. You have a whole story about somebody. So yeah, it's more exciting. Yeah. When I um, put that, I was uh, looking forward to speaking to you today. Adrian Howard uh, said, "Oh, I was on uh, last year. I had so much fun. It's, he's a really nice guy." So yeah, yeah Adrian, man, that was a while ago. It. it seems like it, everything seems like it was yesterday, but yeah. But that me was a while and him back. are like a, about a week apart in you know our recovery, like in terms of days and stuff. So me and him are like you know, although we're strangers, we've you know we always go back and forth with banter and. The Michael Jewers blocked your club and all of that sort of thing. So it's all good fun. Ah, uh, yes, I'm a part of that club as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I think most people are actually. Anyone uh, that says anything about gambling, I, they're normally yeah. blocked. I probably, <laughs> I think I purposefully went for it that day. He said one little thing that annoyed me, and I just took my my moment to stand on my soapbox and then promptly. Block. He's um, he's he's an absolute weapon of a man, and, and I'm hoping I that hope those that people here don't follow his lead. Well, because he thinks that because we, we're um, ex-gamblers or gamblers in recovery, that we we, we want to ban gambling, and that ain't the case. That's the thing. You know, he's, he thinks that we don't want gambling at all. And, you know, nobody that I've ever spoken to during this whole time I've been on Twitter has ever said that they don't want gambling at all. It's just that we don't want the harm that comes with 
having a gambling addiction is you know it's two totally different things i'm if people can gamble and do it within their means and and walk away happy then go ahead you know each to their own but it's when it starts to hurt you know people their families you know i mean i'm i'm not being funny i'm quite you know a normal person but i nearly took the roof over from my kid's head you know three times not once three times because i weren't paying my bills and i weren't paying my rent and that's the reality of of it you know it's scary it's scary how quickly you can do that how easily you can do that yeah push of a button on your phone yeah you over a period of three years it was like you know and we were we were just getting sort of financially stable you know being a young family we we struggled for you know a good few years and to sort of mess all that up that's the thing that I regret but um because we didn't have a great uh credit score to begin with um I never ended up doing any payday loans or any of that thing so I say I'm lucky that I had a bad credit score because I did try don't get me wrong like I tried to take loans out and with you know 300 percent rates and all of that sort of thing because you know I was desperate for money at that time but I'm so so happy that I never ever um yeah went got given the loans to be honest with you I did (laughs) I took some of those really bad ones out I took paid payday loans which are horrible because there's an automatic anyways yeah I took a bunch of that stuff um but luckily again I didn't have great credit because I ruined it so quickly so I could never do nobody was ever gonna give me a house that I could have ruined you know what I mean? Mm, At that point, no one's yeah. gonna give me hundreds of thousands of dollars, which was very good. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember, you know, the worst thing was the worst memory through um, throughout my whole gambling addiction was me and my son um, in the supermarket with I knew I had thirty seven pounds in my bank account, and we were walking around with a calculator trying to do a week shopping because my husband had given me the money to do a proper food shop, like you know, one hundred and fifty quid pound is what we you know roughly what we spend a sort of week yeah and um I had 37 pounds and I had to try and make seven meals and you know me and my 14 year old son are walking around the supermarket adding it all up that's that's the worst memory um, of it yeah that's how bad it was (laughs) like literally you know it's those yeah those moments where you just you shake your shoulders and yeah and you yeah I'm glad I'm it. not there anymore if I don't laugh I'll probably cry <laughs> it's one of them in it you know but yeah no well Jade it's been lovely yeah. to speak with you thank you so much for joining the podcast and I really appreciate it and we'll get this out uh, hopefully next week lovely brilliant thank you thanks for talking to us thanks Jade take care of yourself and yourself see ya bye have a great day bye. epic risk management EpicRiskManagement.com. They educate, they raise awareness through their lived experience. They can help your organization learn more about gambling-related harm. So please reach out, EpicRiskManagement.com. Epic Risk Management. This podcast is owned by Lee Street Media, LLC. Music provided by T-Vance. Remember, this is a podcast. The views expressed on the podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. If you need help for a gambling addiction, please seek professional help.